don't steal, don't kill. You know the commandments. I don't have to repeat them for you. There's only one part of that that we miss out on. Do this and you will live. Do this and you will live. Luther's dilemma and ours yet today is, whoops, I haven't really done it. I haven't done what the law demands. God has a perfect right to demand this of his creatures. He designed us to live according to these laws. They were written on our hearts from the beginning, but we so easily forget. We so quickly turn in. And as a result, rather than being in the presence of the Holy One, Remember how the angels sang in Isaiah's vision? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. Rather than standing there with joy, we cower in fear because his law condemns us. Can't do it with the law. That's the first point. Second point, there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Oops, that was the law. Now here comes the second point and are justified freely by His grace. By His grace. Have I mentioned lately I'm a grandfather? I think I might have mentioned that once or twice, haven't I? Yeah. Just look at my wife's Facebook page and you'll have no doubt about it. Hudson, Hattie, and Brooks can bring all kinds of smiles in all kinds of ways, and you know, you kind of... Rejoice in those kiddos. How easy it is to love, especially when you've got photogenic grandchildren like mine. Uh, yeah, just ask my wife, she'll tell you. Yeah, it puts a big smile on our face. It's because I love them. I love my kids too. A little harder to do when they get to be 25 and 30 and 35, but you still love them. You love them in different ways. They're not these cute, cuddly little things anymore. Well, my point with all of that was really quite simple. If we know how to love our children, if we know what it means to love, then how much more the true father of all you know, it's one thing to love cute kids. It's a whole nother thing when you look at rebellious, ungrateful adversaries, which is what we are by heart as we stand before our Heavenly Father. And yet the point is, He loves us. He really does love us. And that is the truth that shines beyond all others in the scriptures and that is what we know as grace we didn't earn it we don't deserve it but God gives it it's not just a thought it's not just a feeling in his heart it is a reality a grace a gift a love beyond telling as I said, God's grace isn't just an idea. It's not just a feeling. God's grace acted. And that leads us to the third point. We are saved without works, by grace. What comes next? 
We are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Grace is a person. Well, who is this person, this Christ Jesus that Paul talks about? Perhaps one of the most brilliant things that Luther wrote is also his most famous, and that is his small catechism. Mid-1520s, he traveled about Germany at the behest of the prince, found out that even the parish uh, pastors didn't know a whole lot about the scriptures because, well, Luther had just recently translated them into German. Very few spoke or understood Latin in order to be able to read it, and there were no Bibles available for everyone, even if there were. So Luther translated the Bible. And there we read those wonderful truths. And that's why he wrote the small catechism is a summary of what the scriptures teach. Well, what do they teach about Jesus? Well, there Luther expounded on the Apostles' Creed. It's three articles. And the second article, I believe in Jesus Christ. Who is this Christ? He is true God, Luther said, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary. Well, what did this Christ do? He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil. Well, how did he do that? Not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood, and with his innocent suffering and death, And what's the result? That I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. And then those words that we Lutherans are so famous for, this is most certainly what? Yeah, you got it without works, by grace, in Christ, one more point. How do you receive it? This righteousness from God, uh, St. Paul writes, comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. You've been watching the, uh, the, uh, um, yeah, the ball game, baseball, yeah, World Series, duh, you know, Astros and the Nationals, they they tied it up last night. Astros had a grand slam home run. Wow, what a way to win. Exciting game. Now you watch those pitchers get out there, and how would you like to be the guy sitting behind the plate? What do you have to have if you're going to be back there? Well, you want a face mask, you want a chest protector, you want shin guards, you want all of that stuff, but there's one essential item that you can't be without, and that is a catcher's mitt. If you're going to be back there catching a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, you got to have a catcher's mitt. So what's the point of that? Well, the mitt doesn't do anything except receive the pitch that was thrown. That's all it can do. That, the mitt can't do anything else except receive that pitch that was thrown. And that, my friends, is the work of faith. Faith 
simply receives what God so graciously gives. Faith always has an object, a focus, and of course we already talked about that. It is Christ Jesus, the Son of God who redeemed us from sin, death, and Satan. That is the focus of our faith. We believe in Christ because God loves us and gives us that everlasting love in the forgiveness that Jesus has earned. God loves and forgives for Christ's sake. That is our faith. No, wait, let's make it a little more personal. God loves and forgives me. God loves and forgives you for Christ's sake. That's the heart of our faith. That's still the heart of the Reformation, truth. In an age when truth is up for grabs, wow. We really do need that truth. Yeah, the Reformation is important. It's very much alive. It is powerfully relevant for us, yes, even now. Thankfully, gratefully, wonderfully, the truth of God's love and mercy through faith in Jesus, the Christ, is still very much alive, still very much a part of who we are. No, it's not a part. It is our very being. It is our hope. It is our life. Yeah, the truth really does matter. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We join now in confessing our Christian faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I invite you to stand as we do so. I believe in one God, 